Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Hi everybody, Susan Finch, your host for Rooted in Revenue today. And I am back with Rob Brodo from Advantex. We are continuing our series on business acumen strategies. And in the previous episode, we covered the most basic part, and that's the reason why you need to understand your business strategy, why everybody needs to in the company for this continued success, for growth, for everybody wanting to stay at the company. In this episode, in this little tidbit, we're going to cover comprehending financial position and key metrics, including the income statement, balance sheet, and cash flow report. Yeah, it's a lot of numbers, but This matters, and it matters not only to the CFO, it matters to the bottom line for the entire company. So, Rob, thank you so much for joining me again. Great. Good to see you again, Susan. Thanks for having me. So let's kind of pick up uh, where we left off. Uh, I think in our last conversation, we were talking about how critical strategy is, and it's the strategies that is the value proposition that you offer to your customers. It's the reason why you're in business. So once hopefully you've established that strategy, hopefully the organization understands the strategy, the next part of business acumen is measuring your success. And to me, financial management is really nothing more than the scoreboard for your strategy. People get so uh, uh, nervous and anxious about all, like you just said, the numbers. Well, those numbers are telling you how well you're doing executing your strategy. So when you think about things like the income statement, which is merely just telling you what the revenues are, are you actually achieving those revenues? What sort of expenses you have to incur uh, for operations to generate the revenues? The difference being between your revenues and those expenses, that's your profitability. And we need to understand, you know, are we profitable? Uh, If not, how long will it take for us to get to profitability? And what sort of levers are we pulling to execute that strategy? And Susan, I'll give you a really interesting quick example. There are high-tech companies out there today that are selling at very, very high multiples on the stock markets, New York Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ, and so forth, that have never made a profit. And people hear that and they're like, well, what do you mean they've never made a profit? How do they survive? Well, investors believe that one day they will make a profit because their value proposition, their strategy is they're going to have the most innovative product in their marketplace. Oh, okay. So now what we're doing is we're measuring. We're measuring the revenues of the early products. We're measuring the expenses that will incur to generate sales and marketing, the continued R&D, our human resources. And we see that we're losing money at the bottom line, but we do expect that in the near future, we will be profitable. Then you take a look at things like the balance sheet. Well, the balance sheet is a document that shows what are our assets, the things that we own, and then what's the liabilities and owner's equity? Where did the money come from? And really good businesses and really smart business people are managing that balance sheet. They're managing their cash. They're managing assets like inventory. They're managing their capital investments in property, plant, and equipment. And they're understanding the linkage between that long-term strategy and then how to get there. The numbers basically become the roadmap to help them do that. And then finally, the third element, the cash flow report, well, listen. Cash, like blood that flows through the human body, 
Cash is the lifeblood of any business. And so we've got to keep track of that cash. And whether we're a big company like a Tesla or an Amazon that is generating billions and billions of dollars in revenue, we need to understand the cash flow, the free cash flow. Well, what's the cash coming from the operations? What's the cash coming from financing? What's ca cash coming from uh, the different parts of the, the business that we're operating? How do we understand what that cash situation is? And are we generating free cash flow? So those are just some of the things, the topics that are included in the business acumen, especially around financial management. I think everything you just said feels so happy and positive and it's all cash flow and it's coming in and it's coming in, it's coming in. <laughs> well, it goes out. Trust me too. I think that's our next episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why is it important then for, if we want everybody in the company to have an understanding, what if the people that are in the leadership role say, they don't need to know all that stuff. Oh. I hear, I hear that every day. It's one of the biggest battles that I have is trying to convince senior leaders why it is important for their employees to understand that stuff. Well, listen, at the end of the day, if they don't understand how the decisions that they make, no matter what level they are in the organization, impact financial performance, that company is not going to optimize financial performance. It's a given. And Every single executive, whether it's a publicly traded company or a private company, has a fiduciary obligation to their board to optimize the return on the investment that the shareholders have given the company the cash to run the business. And so to me, honestly, it's a silly argument that these executives think, oh, well, it's just such a waste of time to have somebody at a lower level understand cash flow. Well, but they're the ones who are managing the inventory. They're managing the receivables. They're doing the things that are generating this that you, Mr. or, or Ms. CEO, are, have to go report to your board and report to the shareholders mm -hmm. that if things aren't going well, it, it's you who are going to ultimately take responsibility. So why wouldn't you want the people in your organization to help you optimize those metrics of performance? I've heard from mid-sized companies, I'm not talking enterprise companies, Yeah. when these topics come up, it's more of a paranoia. Yeah. And they're, and they're okay for the shareholders to know stuff, but not the people that are working day to day because they don't need to know our numbers and where we're really at. So are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting point. And I'll share with you that in my career, I've worked with a, a pretty fair number of what I'll call mid-market companies. Mm -hmm. Those companies between, let's say, 100 million to 500 million in revenue. Mm -hmm. And I, you're right. I see that same sort of mindset, a paranoia, like, oh my God, I don't want our employees to know how much money we make. Yeah. Well, guess what? What does that tell you? That tells you that you don't trust your people. Yeah. It tells you, you don't trust your people, that there's something going on here. Do you not want them to know that you're putting millions of dollars in your own pockets? Uh, do you want them not to know how much money you make because you're going to want more money in your compensation? I say the opposite. I say be as transparent as possible. Let everybody know how much your revenues are. Let everybody know how much your profits are because they're then going to feel a greater sense of ownership, a greater sense of pride. As long as you're compensating people fairly and you're being transparent, you will have a better company. I typically will not work with a company that doesn't have that level of transparency. 
I've watched too the employees once they get information, they relax too. Hmm. And they have more trust for the company because they know, okay, this is what's going on. This is a cycle. We've seen this before. It's okay. Yeah. And we're gonna stay here. And hey, I'm seeing profits are up. Maybe we can have a conversation about compensating us a little bit more. Yeah. But for them to have that level of confidence and ability to be able to bring forth conversations like that, money yeah. conversations, to me, it opens up opportunities for everybody. And our ultimate goal, of course, is to make more money doing what we're doing and retain great people. Right. And as we grow, attract more great people, but we can't without that level of inclusion. I'll give you a great example. About 15 years ago, I started to work with a medium-sized company. They're about $200 million in revenue. The only reason that I started to work with them is because a former client from a very, very, very big company went to this medium-sized company and they, they brought her in to help develop the skills to get them to their goal of $1 billion. In the early days of that, the executives, it's a privately held family business. They were reluctant to share any of the numbers. Like literally the departments didn't even have budgets. They were given targets of cash that they could spend, but it really wasn't officially a budget. And so we started to develop business acting skills. We started to develop the strategic thinking, the strategic planning, understanding the P&L, the balance sheet, your cash flow report, and then what are the key metrics of performance? And they so appreciated it because it gave them the roadmap to the decisions that they need to make for their investments in R&D, um, for the way that they handle project management and moving towards a lean thinking of execution uh, in terms of the way that they were running the operations of the business. Within eight years, they were halfway to the billion-dollar revenue target. And we continue on with that company today. We do not only the business acumen, but we do a whole portfolio of leadership scenarios and simulations with them as well. True believers. Yes, true believers. This has been wonderful, Rob. Thank you. And everybody go listen to the previous episode in this series. Subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast apps. You're going to look for Rooted in Revenue. And my guest has been Rob Brodo from Advantex. And we will be continuing this conversation another week or two because we still have some more points to cover. Rob, hmm. thank you so much. And where do we want to send everybody? Just to advantex.com. What's your favorite page on your website? Uh, the main page, www.advantex.com. <laughs> and then I also would say on LinkedIn, uh, Rob Brodo, B-R-O-D-O. And come connect with me. And every Tuesday and Thursday, we publish a blog that's some interesting things about this. So we'd love to have you. You want to subscribe to subscribe to anything Rob offers on advantex.com. Thank you. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence. <laughs>